1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard St Johnston and Hibs will meet in the Scottish Cup final After seeing off St Mirren and Dundee United Lowland League clubs are meeting to discuss the introduction of Celtic and Rangers Colts teams And we're gearing up for the penultimate Premiership match day Including a last Celtic Park appearance as a home player for Scott Brown I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. The four quarter finals were terrific the two semi-finals were outstanding. The cup final between St Johnston and Hibbs promises to be a fitting finale to a competition that's brought drama to the end of the season and quality and wonderful goals and great goalkeeping. Alec, I've tried to find a fault and I can't. Yeah, it was a brilliant weekend of uh, cup uh, football. Uh, Hibs and St Johnson down the final after taking care of Dundee United and St Mirren. Rafe uh, took care of Dunfermline the weekend. Also, now take Dundee on for a shot at the big league. Kelty blew away Brora at the weekend. And uh, you've got the big games coming up this Wednesday, Gordon. A very important fixtures. Yeah, never a dull day. 01419511025. We said it all in the build-up to the game, Hugh. It's be- it had become a-, a Scottish football novelty. Semi-final stage of a major cup. No Celtic, no Rangers. The chance for four other teams who got there on merit to showcase what they could do. A big chance for their fans to really believe that they can go on and, and win silverware. And... It didn't disappoint, did it? No, not at all. I, I really mean it when I say I thought the quarterfinals, the, the, all four were terrific matches, extra time, penalties, all the fun of the fair. Uh, but the two semi-finals were just as good. Uh, and I was particularly taken by yesterday's match. I thought that St Mirren and St Johnston, there has to be a winner and therefore a loser and there's disappointment to go with the excitement of making the final. But it was a terrific watch. one four one. 951-1025 That is the number you need To get in touch with the guys tonight And if you would rather tweet You can do that as well Over at Clyde SSB On Twitter I'm like a broken record with this But I say it because I mean it We'd rather speak to you on the phone Always appreciate your tweets But why not get in touch And let us hear you 1025 Quite a few, a few things Doing the round This Lowland League business Rangers yeah. and Celtics Colt teams I think the clubs are meeting At the moment to discuss that possibility It has been met with further disagreement over the weekend So I'll bring you up to speed on that a bit later on A penultimate Premiership match day this weekend A last Celtic Park appearance as a home player for Scott Brown So there's a lot to get through It is fitting and right that we start with the semi-finals So what did you make of them then? Here in Glasgow in the West I don't know, are we dealing mainly with you Disappointed St Mirren fans? Pick up the phone Let us know how you are feeling and I wonder if Because no Celtic and Rangers At this stage Like I said It was a bit of a novelty Did you watch them as a neutral? What did you make of it? Did you manage to get Invested in the Scottish Cup With no team bias And no tension As to whether your team Was going to crash out or not What have you made Of those semi-finals Over the weekend? How impressed are you With the job That Callum Davidson And St Johnson And Jack Ross and Hibbs Are doing 01419511025 Pick up the phone And let us know Monday night it's a bit difficult this week We've only got a few games They were all important in their own way So I don't know Do you have a result of the weekend for uh, me? Personally for me St Johnston 2, St Mirren 1 uh, Callum Davidson has made St Johnston Interesting You like watching them They've got good individual players And the collective is good as well So 
He's the man for me I'm going to go for Hibs Gordon um, Purely because they have lost Two semi-finals already uh, This season And it was an opportunity to go and secure a final Try and get some more silverware And it would be a really good season for Jack Ross If he could manage to do that Mm. With third place still up for grabs Okay, what about goal of the weekend then? I know there were some Interesting options for you What caught your eye? I'm going to contradict myself here But you're well used (laughs) to that by now Not like you I I think that Jack Anik Is the best goalkeeper in the Premier League Out with Alan McGregor But uh, He might have been slightly at fault For the Glenn Middleton goal But I'm going to go for Glenn Middleton Still a great strike isn't it? Yeah And he was the one who Scored the goal that put St Johnson in the top six And he was the one that scored the goal that beat Hibs at Easter Road a fortnight ago when the teams last met. Good omen to have on your side for the cup final. I'm going to go for Nesbitt. Uh, I just thought the the way he stroked it into the bottom corner, Gordon, to give uh, the opening goal. Uh, that's a guy I like. I'm enjoying watching him. I wasn't quite sure what he would bring to the table at the top level. Mm-hmm. Scored a lot of goals in the lower division. So to get his team into up and running into a final, fine strike. And I wonder if you're going to be fighting over the same incident here Unless you've, you've no, plucked no, something else oh, out no, 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 okay, we, we, we never fight no, That's no, good no. What is your howler of the weekend? Who's getting it? Colin Quainer uh, oh, right, okay I mean, cup football for St Mirren Has turned into breach of promise They have tantalised their fans They get that close And then they're 2-1 down They bring on Colin Quainer Who's got a lot of pedigree uh, And he has two bad misses Two howlers Okay I know what you're going for then Because there was the obvious one Whilst we were in this studio on Saturday It was horrific How the linesman doesn't get the the second goal Hib's second goal You know he's clearly offside Christian Dodge And uh, he's looking along the line Gordon For me it's an easy decision And the big decisions at the right time He doesn't do it Okay 01419511025 There's loads to come between now and 8 o'clock I'm sure there will be some lively debate It makes sense to start with those Scottish Cup semi-finals So what did you make of them? This is a, this could be a rare chance for lots of you Celtic and Rangers fans Because I know that a lot of our listeners are To just come on, be a neutral If there is such a thing And tell us what you made of the Cup football at the weekend I would particularly like to hear from the teams involved as well So 01419511025 Five. Callum Davidson's praising his players for coming through But he says it was a tough week to reach the final He says two finals in one season is a massive achievement Yeah, obviously delighted uh, Been a real tough week You know, and I think uh, I thought the players were brilliant I thought they, they tried to follow the game plan I thought they, they played with real intensity uh, Critical a little bit in the first half And we got into good areas We didn't pull the trigger quick enough You know, and put them under more pressure uh, obviously, they had a great chance first half, and I thought I thought both teams tried to have a go and play, and you know, and, and move the ball around and, and try and create good space. So for me, I was just I was really pleased. Second half, uh, we got going, and then obviously, Glenn came on and he produced the magic that was you sometimes need uh, to get into a final. And for me, it was it was a tremendous impact he made. A club like St Johnson to get to two finals in one season, you know. That's an amazing achievement. You know, you've got other teams that have been done that, but a club like St Johnson to get there is. It's a tremendous achievement It's all credit to the players really How big is that achievement already Hugh? And how big is the achievement That is now potentially 90 minutes away? This is an unassuming man Callum Davidson Who's doing high profile things with that club Uh, When I first started reporting on St Johnson They lived at Muirton Park Not McDermott Park Willie Ormond was the manager Who then went on to manage Scotland I've watched them all Pals of mine Oney Coyle uh, Benny Rooney back in the day but this guy, Callum Davidson, can win more trophies in one season 
than the club has won in its entire history up until now. What an achievement that is. You have to say, uh, I played against him and, and, and he says he's quite an assuming guy. Listen, he's got a steely determination about him, I know. I, I remember taking a, a real sore one. I, I was out for months with one of his tackles. He was formidable, you know, oh. and, I, and I get the impression underneath that kind of calmness, there's a determination to succeed. You can see that in his teams, the way they play. I thought it was a really... See the way that they, they set up, Gordon? You know, they're very kind of compact, they're very... They've got guys And then as the game opens up I said to Hugh Before we come on here See when you've got guys Like Middleton Who have got real pace And Michael O'Hallan And when the game gets stretched It's a real asset And when you look at The the recent form Between them and Hibs as well mm-hmm. You know it's quite close But they've won The last couple of games Against Hibs So oh. this really uh, Kind of go down to the wire This uh, cup final Yeah 0141 On the phones To let us know What you made of it At Clyde SSB On Twitter We've got a few calls Coming in already So let's go there And speak to Sean Who's in Motherwell What jumped out at you From those semi-finals Over the weekend Sean Hi guys um, I was impressed Just I've just fell in love With St John's In the last few weeks I don't know if maybe It's because um, They've done me a favour At Ibrox winning But I know uh, That's that, um, quite <laughs> stupid But Just um, I just It's just the way They've been playing recently It's been I've enjoyed it they won me a few, a few bob and all recently. So, oh, well, please, please, please gamble responsibly. Uh, do you know what, Hugh? I was, I was going to ask. I wonder if St. Johnston have become people's kind of second favourite team. If there is such a thing, I know people yeah. don't often buy into that, but ha- have people developed a bit of a soft spot, a bit of an interest in St. Johnston, given what they've done this season? Well, you know, we had Sean Rooney on this program where, mm. um, when he scored the goal that won them the the Betfred Cup. And he's a great character And with Xander Clark on When he came up for that corner kick at Ibrooks That will forever be part of St Johnston folklore And Callum Davidson The job that he's doing St Johnston are a good club to watch I watched every minute of the game yesterday And although you, you like to see Jim Goodwin And St Mirren do well You had to say that St Johnston had about them Chris Kane, very good centre forward. Uh, the the goal that he got was a terrific one, and all over the park, they're entertaining and they're resilient and there's a good physicality about them as well. You know, they are a treat. What else is it about St Johnston, Sean, that, that's caught your eye recently? Then, well, I think it's just I don't know if it's just the way they play, like. They got the big centre backs, the big wing backs. Right? Obviously, talking about Sean Rooney. Sean Rooney's a good player. I remember seeing him play with Queens Park, and I'm thinking he was a few years below me at school. I'm thinking he's made a, he's done a life for himself, and um, it's just I'm just impressed. And I don't know, like, cause that was the first cup cup final, semi finals recently in the last few years that I've not had any interest in because obviously my team won there. So it was good watching out for a distance, seeing other teams playing, not have any bias towards them. Day. But I just I think. Johnston are just I don't know I'm probably just over, Overhyping them but I don't know I don't think I you are I like it Sean I like it I used to, I used to always say Hibs were, Hibs were the, the best Of the rest I know they probably The league position Shows that they have done it But I don't know It's just obviously St Johnston had Tommy Knight For I don't know how eight, seven, eight years Whatever it was And um, it's just A different direction And for that, for that guy To come in Basically starting again I know he's been He's, he's done his rounds With his assistant manager And I'm impressed with it I'm really impressed with Sean, him the, the team in Sean they're playing your team On Wednesday night At Celtic Park Well I'll tell you something Hugh That uh, My money would either be on um, St Johnston Basically St Johnston Not to get beat That's my money's on the 
Do you know? Do you know the way that they actually they've got a good blend of youth and experience. You look at Wotherspoon oh. as well, who's been around the block. You look at Kane. You look at Bryson Hugh, and yeah. then you look at the centre halves. You know, really aggressive centre halves, and I've got young Ali McCann in the middle of the park mm-hmm. as well, getting a little bit of interest. And uh, it's interesting because on the back of Rangers losing, uh, there was a real kind of disappointment amongst the Rangers fans. But there was there was callers on here, Gordon, going, "Do you know what? I hope they go and win it yeah. now." So you know that's a bit unusual, Hugh, because yeah. he tend to. You tend to get that I hope they get beat Having knocked us out But you know There's a real kind of Appetite to support St Johnson as well At the moment Here's Jim Goodwin's take on it I'm proud of the players efforts I'm obviously Hugely disappointed And I'm gutted for the supporters At home as well Obviously who've been watching it And cheering us on And the directors And all my staff But you know I just said to the players There after the game And, and I know it's a, an old saying It's not something That I've came up with But you'd always rather Get here and fail than, than not to have got this far at all, you know, and, uh, and I think that's that's what we'll go away with here. We're extremely disappointed, but I am very proud of what the players gave me. I think sometimes in football, you've just got to hold your hands up. I thought St Johnston were the slightly better team, you know, I think uh, I don't think there was a great deal between the two teams, but I thought they'd done certain elements of the game a little bit better, you know, they, they won the midfield battle uh, on more occasions than what we did, picked up a lot more second balls, but in terms of chances created it must have been an entertaining game for the people watching because I think it was two teams really going for it plenty of crosses coming in the box plenty of opportunities for both teams but unfortunately uh, you know St Johnston have managed to score more than we have Thank you to Sean it was good to hear from Sean admitting not a St Johnston fan by any yeah. stretch but he's been taken by them this yeah. season what they've achieved let's bring in Geoffrey on the line Geoffrey what did you make of it over the weekend? Um, well what can I say <laughs> um, great game both goalkeepers great saves so Johnson were slightly better um, and I hope they go and win the cup um, I, I think they should win the cup um, after four big game players out with COVID I mean if there's going to be a team of the year I would say St Johnston um, yeah I mean some of them are unlucky they scored a bit too late in the game to do something but mm-hmm. I reckon if they scored a bit earlier it could have been a wee bit different but I still think they're better team one. Their um, moment, their moment was there, Jeffrey. First half, ball volleyed across the face of goal. I think it was Erwin who had the chance to score, and Xander Clark has come out and made a terrific block. But St Mirren should have scored. That was a pivotal moment. Yeah, I thought I thought the two misses from the lad Quena was they were big big moments as well, Gordon, because he's got a, a tap in from the six yards, the ball round the face, and then obviously the header. Uh, I think it was easier to to score than it was to miss. And so when you look back and Jim reflects on it, these are key moments at big times. As I say, it's breach of promise where cup football has been concerned, Alec. You know, because when they played Livingston in the Betfred Cup, you know, again, something got the better of them on the day. Uh, And yesterday, they, they were second best to everything just about. You know, as I say... Jack Anik had several terrific saves. Uh, the, the the margin of victory could have been greater for St. Johnson. The point blank save from uh, the fullback was absolutely unbelievable. Um, f- from the diving header, gone. How he managed to get managed to get that with his arm over the bar, remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, Rooney, it was it went at the yeah. fullback. Yeah, I mean, Jeffrey, we had Sean on previously, who's saying he's a Celtic fan, but he's been really taken by St. Johnson this season. They've really caught his eye. I know you're a Rangers fan, Jeffrey. Is that is that similar for you? Because it's not often that we in our strange little corner of the footballing world are able to do that we don't sometimes take the time to give other teams that much credit um, but have they kind of caught your eye and impressed you this season? 
Yeah, well, it's been one of these seasons. I think this is the best season, and I would like to thank the SPFL for giving us this season because the bottom of the league have done well, and the top of the league have done well. And to get back to your answer, yes, I mean, I don't. I I follow the juniors as well, so I mean, um, yeah, I would give Sir Johnson a lot of credit, and I hope if they win the cup. They signed some good players. I think they'll do well um, in Europe looking ahead to next season. I think they could probably have a good season next season as well. Well, that's what's great about it is with this new European competition there, there, there should be a good amount of European football played by the likes of St. Johnson if, if they can go on and, and, uh, and win the cup. And of course, I mean, Hibs are kind of favourites to finish third anyway. Alex, are St. Johnson now... In a place where they've got serious assets within the team Because yeah. there, there will be a few guys that Callum Davidson's done brilliant to, to maybe sort of get a tune out of Guys who've been there for a while and are now hitting a really good level But if you go through that back three Who are always kind of there yep. Sean Rooney's had a lot of praise We know it's Xander Clark Ali McCann in particular Now at a stage where yeah. they, they might actually have that okay. have yeah, a absolutely. bit of interest this yeah. summer Gordon, I think the three centre-halves epitomise What you would like You have uh, McCart, Kerr and uh, Gordon three, yep. you know, attack the ball with a life, so they defend properly, old fashioned, don't mess about. So you have these guys, Ali McCann, but most certainly, and I have to say, Witherspoon, you know, the the level that he's producing is decent and all, all being he's getting on a bit. Consider the depth to that squad as well, Gordon. You know, there was no Stevie May yesterday. Yeah. There's no Murray Davidson, and uh, these guys are you would have thought automatic first picks for St Johnston, but they played well, scored good goals. And minus Murray Davidson and Stevie May. Thank you, Jeffrey. 0141-951-1025. That's the number you need. What did you make of the semi-finals over the weekend from a St Johnston, Hibs, St Mirren, Dundee United, or indeed a neutral point of view? And what about this Colt team's business? Mm. Lowland League clubs meeting today, tonight, to discuss the introduction of Celtic and Rangers Colt teams. There's been a bit of pushback from various sections over the weekend. What do you think... As fans Rangers fans Celtic fans Is this a good idea? How important How beneficial Do you think this would be To get the go ahead To play In the Lowland League Next season And what about All those other fans Does this appeal to any of you Or is it all about Celtic and Rangers You tell us 0141 951 1025 And you could be up After these You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here reflecting on a busy weekend of Scottish Cup semi-final action. There were some dramatic playoff performances as well. In terms of today's news, I want to get your thoughts on Lowland League for Rangers and Celtic Colts teams. There's been a bit of opposition to this over the weekend. And I want to hear from you though, Rangers and Celtic fans, is it a go or would you, have you got your fingers crossed that it gets the thumbs up from the Lowland League? How will it benefit you? And to everyone else, how does it benefit you? Does it only benefit Celtic and Rangers? What, what's the appetite out there? Is it all about the greater good? You tell us. Pick up the phone and let us know. Let's quickly hear though from... In fact, let's just go back to the phones. Let's bring in William and Craig End. William, I know you had a couple of, of points and one of which was, was kind of half about the games at the weekend as well. So take it away. How you doing, guys? Good evening to you. Oh, uh, the, the, first, the first point about St. Johnston, I had a wee point... Uh, Hugh had a wee profit me at the beginning of the season when uh, Celtic went all the way. When St Johnston took Celtic all the way, 
uh, and they had to bring on five subs. And Hugh had a wee pop at me saying that uh, I, it's nothing about St. Johnson, it's more about Celtic. And I would like to come back to him and say to him, this just shows you how good St. Johnson are at the weekend. I mean, they, they took Celtic all the way. We had to use five subs. Uh, Kamala came on and scored a goal, and Lee Griffiths came on and scored a goal. And it just shows you St. Johnson, St. Johnson did deserve the credit at, that, at the start of the season and then enjoying the, the, and deserving the credit at the end of the season. It's just to have a wee pop at you back. Well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just have a pop back at you then, William, because you're trying to jump on the St. Johnston bandwagon now to justify Celtic. No, being poor. no, 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 because he said it at the time, remember. This is not all. My, my point at the time, if I remember it correctly, is that Celtic were showing signs of the failings that would eventually cost them 10 in a row. And that my point about needing five outfield subs. To get that belated win at St Johnston was that all was not well. For me, alarm bells were ringing even that early in the season. So uh, St Johnston did well that day, but I think you're trying now to to suggest that uh, you knew all along this would happen. They did do well at that uh, that day, Hugh. But if you look at the form at that particular time out their opening 10 games, they'd lost seven St Johnson. Mm-hmm. So it's not the St Johnson you're actually seeing now. Yeah. And uh, Celtic did need, but that's the reason why the substitutes are there, you know, to try and turn around the match. Uh, William, I know you had some thoughts on this, and let me just set the scene a little bit. Um, we, sp- we debated it, good debate actually, at the weekend, and these plans to include Celtic and Rangers, Colt teams, B teams, second teams, call them what you want, in the Lowland League. They are meeting the Lowland League clubs I think round about now or today to, to discuss that and try and take it to the next stage But like we have the pyramid in the SPFL There's a pyramid below the, the Lowland League And oh. the feeder leagues They've all come together to condemn that idea And even some of the clubs in the, the Lowland League Like Bonnie Rig Rose Have vowed to vote against any yeah. formal proposal So the idea is Celtic and Rangers for next season only Colt teams into the Lowland League Um but the East of Scotland League The South of Scotland League The West of Scotland League The ones that feed into the Lowland League uh-huh. Say they are disappointed and dismayed They say there's been no discussion or consideration um, They are clearly worried about the, the pyramid Granted the Lowland League say that The integrity of the pyramids wouldn't be compromised uh-huh. Bonnie Ring Rose say 95% of their members are against the idea They say that they had to jump through hurdles To join the Lowland League such as I think you know something about installing floodlights within three weeks. Um, talking about Kelty and Bones and Caledonian Braves all having to start at the bottom. So this has been met with a, a good bit of opposition, um, William. But what, I want to get your take on it. Well, the way I look at it, I think it's a great idea. I mean, there's a lot of people at that level think that it's all to do with Celtic and Rangers taking more control. For me, it isn't. For me, there's two sides to this. Celtic are also a stepping stone. You just have to take the example of Kieran Tierney, and you can take the example again of St Johnston, uh, uh, Jamie McCart. Jamie McCart was released by Celtic in 2018, and he's made his way through. He's made it through, and he's playing at a great level, and he's he, he's in. He's, he could potentially win uh, two cup competitions. So. For me, it's a great. It's not about Celtic and Rangers. It's about players finding their levels. For me, I mean, it, it, players that are coming through a Celtic's Colt team. For me, some of them will make the grade, and some of them won't make the grade. But what they will do is find their level, 
like Jamie McCart and like numerous other players in the Scottish game and beyond. So Celtic, for me, are just providing a platform. So on, a, on, a, on a trial basis, for one season, I am in favour of the idea. And Celtic and Rangers are paying £25,000 each, theoretically, to have that trial for a season. However, it's all very well to talk about players finding their levels. There are clubs in the, the leagues beneath the Lowland League who are saying that it's supposed to be a pathway. There is supposed to be a pyramid system. And if our pathway is being blocked because Celtic and Rangers want it to be that way, then there's problems. And as I said to you on Saturday, Gordon, consensus. There has to be consensus. Good luck. And good luck with that, yeah. Alex, this is what I'm yeah. hoping we get to the bottom of tonight in terms of finding the opinion, right? Because Rangers clearly want this. Yeah, They've been very Banging vocal on it. Celtic yep. obviously want yep. it as well. We've just heard a bit more from Rangers. I suspect William, who's a Celtic fan, and we'll get Rangers and Celtic fans who think it's a good idea. Players, guys like yourself, I was looking at the football reaction in here. You guys all feel that it's a good idea because we need something. Yeah. We need something to bridge the gap between development football and first team football. So they're all the parties that I seem to find are in favour of it. Yeah. Who else is in favour of it? Because I'm not I'm not detecting much love for this idea from Lowland League clubs. No feeder uh, leagues yeah. to the Lowland Leagues. Yeah. I don't know if you're a if you're a Hamilton, Motherwell, St Mirren, Livingston fan out there. Could you care less about this? I, I don't know. Let's find out. Gordon, see the there's opposition from all the leagues below the top league. Now we have a Again we keep going back To Rangers and Celtic But there's so much more than this Because you have Aberdeen Hibs Hearts And all the other teams That are trying to develop them They don't have a reserve league So there's opposition They're saying We don't want any of these teams Coming into our leagues In any shape or form And William's right About in terms of People will find the league you know, People will think mm -hmm. Oh it's Rangers and Celtic Trying to dominate The likelihood that these guys Go through the system Is very few and far between that actually stay at these clubs. They then filter down through the whole of football. Okay. And we see that time after time. And by actually, it, it would be a step in the right directions to put the Colts in a play an open league where the age, at open age, Gordon. So you're playing against men. We were, we were brought up that way. We uh, You learn quicker, you become a better player. And then you have league experiences because there's something at stake. You're having not said that, having said that, there's a team. Sorry if you, I was in Phil Florida, but put it in. <laughs> <laughs> there's a team called Cove Rangers. Who are in with a chance of winning promotion For a third successive season And they won promotion Into the SPFL Then they won promotion first season Into the SPFL Now they're trying to do it again So they have followed the pathway And clubs like Cove Rangers As I say For me A one year trial Fine no. Well that's the point but, though but, Alex but the Cove Rangers The Lowland League are adamant That the I pyramid wouldn't be I understand the pyramid Compromised But if, if they Exactly because if there's no uh, Promotion for these club All you're doing is giving these guys uh, Experience Even if you finish top The second team's going to go in That pyramid system We have to find a place For these kids Gordon I've been saying for years That our uh, players At the top level Well you want to try and do your, your international teams We're seeing mm -hmm. it's been a, And a dip in Where uh, international stuff I think this is all related Because the kids are not coming through at the same rate as they were in years gone by. Uh, let's bring in George in Bathgate. He's a Rangers fan and see what his take on it is. Thank you to William. George, what do you think? How you doing, Gordon? I, I think it's a great idea, Gordon. I really do. I think the, the Colts football, getting all the young lads playing this together uh, for their club. And again, it's got to benefit Rangers and it's going to benefit Celtic. Of course it is. But it's going to benefit all the other teams as well who's going to get uh, people go to the games, Gordon. 
Uh, because me personally, I will start going and go and watch these games. I care what the fans will do that. I'll get a wee bit more interest uh, in the players, Gordon. They're all playing together. There's no football uh, for young laddies between 17, 18, 19 years old. It seems to just disappear. Uh, they're not to go and uh, show their football. If they can go down in these third division, that, uh, Gordon, that's got to improve their football right across the board. I just didn't see any, any um, things against it, Gordon. And that's me. I'm not being biased. I do feel it. I think it's a great idea to get all the young ladies playing together uh, and bring them all through. Instead of sending them like the boys said the other night, there are 14 boys out and loan to different clubs. I don't think that's benefiting really anybody apart from the people that's getting them on loan. I think if we get them all playing together, we get a better standard of football right across the board in Scotland, Gordon. Yeah, I think the, the potential resistance to your point about crowds George is the, the Colts teams have played in the Challenge Cup in the SPFL Challenge Cup so we, we've seen that already and when that was introduced people said oh this is great because the crowd numbers will go up people will want to go and get a look at the Celtic and Rangers Colts and that didn't really happen George what makes you think that this would be different? Well, well see if you look at, look at a lot of the, uh, the results uh, the uh, numbers that were at the game I mean if you take the one at Clyde uh, two, Clyde played two Colts uh, teams and I think it was 700 that was at the game, Gordon. I'm sure it was 700. Don't quote me. I think it was between 600 and 700 uh, when they played them. And Gordon, they never had that for any of the rest of their games. Can that's only one team I'm focusing on because I've got a, a me as a Clyde fan and yeah. I've seen the thing with. And can, uh, that's quite a big, if you're normally 400 to, uh, to 600, 200 extra bombs on seats, Gordon, is a great thing for the teams in that uh, division. And I'm not going to say it's happening every week, but if you can get it three or four weeks of the year, uh, three or four weeks of the month, it's not bad, Gordon. George, would you accept this as a two-sided coin, though? On the one hand, it will, of course, benefit Celtic and Rangers to have their young men uh, getting experience. As Alec always says, you you, know, you learn more and quicker uh, against players of that type rather than 18-year-olds playing 18-year-olds. However, I can well understand why clubs beneath the Lowland League are saying, hold on a minute. Yeah, it benefits Celtic and it benefits Rangers, but... What about us? We, we, we signed up for a pathway And now you're telling us it's not there Yeah Alex, the point of the, of the question of How does this benefit everyone else? Get why it benefits Celtic and Rangers How does it benefit everyone else? How does it benefit Scottish football? Is, is that it? Is that the main reason you feel that they'll be then Oh don't worry, some of these guys won't make it at Celtic and Rangers And then they'll trickle down elsewhere Is, is, that, is that enough? For people, do you think? Well, because it's not us really well, yeah, that need to be convinced. It's well, other clubs. Well, what I'm saying is, Gordon. So, say you have 20 guys mm-hmm. in the Rangers. So, what I'm saying is, so if they're playing, and you, you mentioned the the cup there, I went and seen Rangers play a couple of years ago, and they were up against guys like Colin McMenamin. I had Colin at Dundee 10 years ago. You know, guys at 33, 34, very good, experienced journeymen, and it was a good learning curve for these boys. So, see when they end up finding that level, they're better experienced to go into that level, whether it be Championship, League One, League Two. Or if they end up filtering down to the, the, the Lowlands mm-hmm. or the Highlands, whatever it may well be gone. So they're better ready to go into that situation mm-hmm. but rather than being playing at friendly games yeah. for years. I just think as if they're better all-rounded players for the general all-game. Uh, and then also at the top level, they will benefit for that uh, yeah. for international as but well. That is the point though, isn't it? It's clearly... There, there are two things here. There's the football argument, which is that, which I'm not really sure too many people would right. argue with. We need something in the middle there. We need to... Bridge that gap Once players get to a certain age How do we ready them For first sure. team But they, then there's The political side I mentioned it at the weekend Perception is important Right In, in life Without getting too deep But in, in football in particular Perception's important I imagine And somebody can Feel free to tell me I'm wrong I'd imagine there is A perception amongst 
all non-old firm teams that everything in Scottish football is geared to benefit the big two. Whether that's fair or not, sure. that probably will be the perception. Yeah. Take it from a fan of a wee team, right? No, I so understand that. How is there still a challenge on there then to, to convince everyone else that, that oh no, this is different, don't worry, this is actually about the greater good? Well, yeah, well, I'll give you an example of somebody who's lived that experience. I was at a bigger club as Rangers as a youth. And then I had to go and get my, my I played reserve mm-hmm. football against men, and I got that experience. Mm-hmm. That geared me up to go. No, and get no, but see, 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 again, I get that, but that's that's more the football argument, isn't it? I'm talking about that political side. But how do you convince how, all these other clubs? Well, that, Gordon, you won't because self interest always t- takes but, uh, place. But, you know, I've seen the, that last year with the vote. Self interest tends to make it sound as if they're being selfish. Yeah. Now, I gave you the example of Cove Rangers. There was a team in a cup final this season, Livingston. Who were once upon a time called Ferranti Thistle And Ferranti Thistle gained admission To what was then known as the Scottish Premier League Which became the SPFL So they're living proof That if there's a pathway You can go all the way But then to be fair Is that missing the point as well? Because this is not about the Celtic or Rangers Colts teams Getting to the Premier League It's, it's not about that It's not about them winning leagues or getting promoted It's just about development And other countries do it Yeah, but as I say For a mm. one year... Experiment Payable Payable uh, To the tune of £50,000 Between Celtic and Rangers uh, I would personally be in favour of it However I can understand why Many clubs Think Hold on It's for their benefit But at the same time It disadvantages me Gordon You you, you mentioned a a point there That other countries do do it I think Mm. Spain and Germany Do that what was the stumbling block then for these allowing these cold teams or these younger guys getting into their leagues? What was what were they looking at that we are not looking at as a, as a country? Interesting question. One four one nine five one one zero two five. What do you think? Give us a call right now. I want to hear your answers next. This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 on the phones It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Uh, Talking Colt teams PR says if the Lowland League vote doesn't go through I'm guessing it won't Is there anything stopping Celtic and Rangers Starting up their own league To give a place for youngsters to play in Scotland Seen as the SFA and SPFL Hasn't bothered finding a place for them They'll be stopped immediately Because they're members of the SPFL You can't then We've just had all the hoo-ha Over the European Super League Now somebody wants to start another league Within a league I think in you should, Scotland I think you should start The Hugh Keevans Development <laughs> Division <laughs> Let's see Alan Hudson Has sent me the statement um, You know From that That three league statement From the, the West of Scotland The East of Scotland And the South of Scotland League Saying here's the other side Of the discussion Sporting integrity Should see them enter At tier 7 If at all Says mm. Alan Let's speak to Martin Who's a St Mirren fan On this Hi Martin Hi how you doing Not bad at all What's your take on yeah, it Obviously everything That's going about Angel and Celtic Colts I find they might take the majority of the best of the young players that are coming through, but take on my team, St. Martin, you'll get across the last 10 years. Well, maybe not as so much 10, but the last few, at least, anyway, the amount of young players that have come through the St. Martin system and are playing in the professional league now, um, up and down Scotland. Right, you've now got John McGinn. Said years ago he's going to be a Scotland captain, and he's already done that. And like Hamilton. Yes, 
but some of these players are coming through and they're hitting St Mum team early. There's probably players in that St Mum youth team that maybe not made it because they've not been given that chance and the only moves aren't doing what it's not worked out. There's players that are going to still miss out, like St Martin Hamilton, Livingston, even Hearts and Hibs. So I don't think it's really fair if it's just Rangers and Celtic that are going to go ahead with this. We should look at it and broaden out like, who wants to do this, who wants to try and develop their own schemes. Mm. So right. five years' time, those players have already had a good 100, 150 professional appearances behind them and they're coming into the Simon team already got a good bit of experience to hit the ground running. Again, to play the devil's advocate, um, St Mirren, Hamilton, Ackies, whoever, down the bottom six, they are putting in young men of necessity because of the squad size that they have, because of the inability to bring in players from other clubs, etc, etc. And sometimes it's successful and sometimes it isn't. But of necessity they do that and they promote their young. Celtic and Rangers could do the same. They could bring in more of their academy players uh, and give them game time while at Celtic and Rangers. I mean, Martin makes a, a fair point about St Mirren's success rate, Alex. Absolutely. John McGinn, Kenny McLean, Lewis Morgan, and and various Kyle, others. Kyle McGinnis, Kyle McAllister yeah, all went for money. Yeah. I mean, those three would be the, the proper shining fact, lights yeah, at the absolutely. moment. I mean, look at McGinn and McLean are going to be well injury aside if if. If he doesn't recover They would both be going to the Euros uh-huh. uh, They both played a major role in his getting there They'll both be English Premier League midfielders next season So I, I, Again I wonder what the thoughts and, and as time goes on I'm sure we'll be able to canvas opinion From people at the clubs Do, do St Mirren feel that they need Colts teams? Do, do they feel that that's what's missing? So, but Hugh, Hugh has a good point Because the actual uh, needs for different clubs are different Gone. Mm. Whereas at St Mirren At Hamilton we've seen many times That they actually put the kids in a lot quicker Than, oh. than the old firm Because of their needs are different They need to compete at the very mm. top We spoke. But is about that not all relative then? Because bleeding a, I don't know A promising right-sided forward At Celtic or Rangers In amongst a team full of relative superstars Does that really carry that much Risk. I mean, Samira and Hamilton might genuinely be fighting for for survival, for for jobs and all the rest of it. So it's easy for us to say, ah, you know, they need to play them. But no, they, but the they, they, they still show a level of faith. Though. Could their bigger clubs not do that more? Eh, possibly, Gordon. But in my experience over the last what thirty years at the club, having been at the club, it seems to me as if it's all the leak. There's some actually break through, but don't actually sustain it for a period of time. Uh, but Rangers and Celtic I've got guys And because they have Such big pools You've got guys at 3 million If you, Even if you take uh, Kalamala Ayeti mm. 5 million you, Would you play them Over Dembele or something You know People would be clamouring For that because of The way they've played But <laughs> managers have to pay, mm-hmm. Play the guys At some stage To get match time But that's what I mean Is there is there more to this And I guess we could We could do 10 yeah. hours On this probably But <laughs> at, at, what, at what stage then Do you Not bother spending 3 million on someone Like Patrick Kalamala Is he that much better than than what you've got, and if the answer is yes, then then we do have a problem, yeah. and yeah, then we're back to the the coach teams. But, but but if not, can you show a bit more faith in, in a young I think, player? I think yeah. now, now, that, you... now that this season's out the way, this season was all about the winning of or the losing of ten in a row, so far as Celtic and Rangers were concerned. And if any academy boy had suddenly found his way into the squad, far less the team. 
questions would have been asked Why are you doing that? There's too much at stake here Now It's done and dusted Celtic didn't get it And Rangers won the league Now If they're going to make This amount of fuss And as I say For a one year trial I'm on their side But If they're going to make This amount of fuss What about The promotion From within While they're at Their club Gordon I think if you 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 made an example there Of you know Could they have more faith And Rangers get rid of Matt Polster Back to America Mm. Uh, Nathan Patterson's a great example So yeah So it's one Yeah but what I'm saying is So they've recognised That he can make that leap And they've they've obviously Shown a lot of faith And he's obviously repaid Mm. that So that's just to give you An example of Seeing someone out the door and then promoting from within But they have to be good enough Gordon I've often said in this mm. programme But players have to be good enough but Particularly at Rangers and Selic I mean I guess if You're obviously looking for a, a spread aren't you You're looking for a, a big success rate And maybe it is unfair of me To just pick out You know one or two examples yeah. But just because he's popped up on the screen And I know I'm being selective You know Billy Gilmore Yes How, how do we do that Because he, he didn't He didn't need the Colts team You know or whatever And he's actually not even He's not going out on loan yeah. He's gone straight from Rangers Academy To Chelsea's Academy To yes. the first team And I looked down the road Unfortunately for us A lot of extremely good Young yeah. English players Do seem to be coming through At 17 Without Without coach teams But but then again As you rightly say On the continent it, yeah. It's much more commonplace So I wonder what Maybe it's just worth trying As Hugh says rather I, than I, I would argue If you've got Ochenhowie And you've got Lennox Town And you've spent millions of pounds Establishing these places There is an obligation To promote from within Not that they're not good enough to play Obviously But Surely that's what these places were built for Gordon, see when you look at guys like Kieran Tierney You go back to Hutton When, when I was playing and things uh, You look at the players You've mentioned some of these players Like Foden and things the, These guys Billy Gilmore's did it I think you'll find that these guys were all playing at the top of the level and could cope at that level. So it's just about getting in. more uh, they have from, to get, from, a, from the tier below that, if you like. Yeah, and, and by actually get So see the ones that are not ready to go in. This is a problem we have. Is, uh, Patterson, that's ready to go in. But what is Patterson now? 1920? So if he'd had more experience, he might even get thrown in earlier. So it's a case of trying to get these guys more experience. It's okay saying the elite ones will most certainly go into play, but it's the ones in between... Yeah, Patterson's in, in down mm. To get more experience uh, Let's bring in Thank Martin uh, Who makes a good point St Mirren have obviously mm. got a, a youth record to be proud of Let's bring in Derek From West Calder And see what he thinks Hi Derek Hi Chris Hello how's it going? Not bad Good what's your take on all this then? Well basically uh, my, my point is the fact that um, Four or five years ago Malky McCann uh, Malky McKay uh, Started a feeder or a, a, a pyramid system where the, the part of the criteria for these junior teams or lower junior teams or lower and league teams was that they had an under 20s um, feeder team now, so I think the Rangers and Celtic right to just march straight into the the league ahead of these guys before these kids have actually had the opportunity to play well, I think the point is though Derek it, it is just at the moment it's one season only and in theory, you know, there's no promotion. They can't, they can't go and win things. So it's just about developing players. Does that, does that not change things for you? No, not at all. Because, mate, you say that the 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 the, the East the East League lost all the under twenty one teams due to the fact that the the, the under the under twenties league kicked off on a Friday night. Sorry, what was the link there? What do you mean? 
Derek, what do you mean? What, what, how, what, what, in what way were the east of Scotland teams affected by this? By the under twenties teams at SPFL level, am I picking you up wrong? Well, basically, what happened was all the kids that was playing under twenty-one level went to play um, a feeder feeder league in under a Friday night, and um, so we used to have three or four leagues in the east, east region, and it was dragged into five teams. <laughs> Which then made all the kids at under 21 go amateur How do we find the balance between And I think I'll maybe part of, I'll steal this from I think it was Roger Hanna at the weekend So we've got a, a statement from the South of Scotland The East of Scotland The West of Scotland leagues They're not having it Bonnie Rig Rose Not having it Civil service strollers And Hugh you know Our football tends to be a, a democracy We try and, uh-huh. and give teams votes and whatever else And their opinion should be valued and listened to So that that's one side How do we find the balance between that And saying I was going to say don't let the tail wag the dog But I think that's maybe a bit unfair I don't want to be disrespectful to those teams But Roger's point I'll just blame it on him He can be the disrespectful <laughs> one It should be Forget all that Focus on the elite Focus on the elite side of it yeah. And then let the rest take care of itself As ever I really can see both sides of this Where you, you're, you're looking to Find and nurture uh, The Billy Gilmers and the Kieran Tierneys of tomorrow At the same time And people have to admit the fairness of this Brora Rangers put hearts out of the Scottish Cup this season And Brora Rangers up until the weekend Had a dream of breaking into the SPFL So in the same season They have provided the the worst result in hearts history And failed to get into the SPFL at something approaching the final hurdle. Now, they will say, and others like them will say, we demand the right to go on in that vein. And Celtic and Rangers, if they have Auchenhowie and Lennox Town, why do they call it their training centre if they're not producing the guys and putting them in their teams? What do you think of that last point, Alex, there? Whilst... There is a lot of resistance. Is there? A, is it possible? Is it? Is it right to almost say, okay, if we take that on board, but we're going to focus at the top. We're going to focus at the elite level and see where that takes us. Is, I don't know. Is that right? Yeah. Is that beneficial, Gordon? I understand why people. Uh, the, that's we we with someone on was on social media saying send them to the seventh tier. So you've got all this quality talent with the greatest respect going down to the seventh tier of Scottish football. It's. That's not going to work for anybody, I don't think. We're actually trying to promote these guys and to go back, back down to that level. Mm. You know, I don't think that's the way forward. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. It's a new week. What will this be? The, the penultimate week of beat the pundit on Clyde One Super Scoreboard mm. this season. So. The business end right enough 01419511025 You come on here You take on Hugh or Alex And if you win Not only can you laugh at them In front of the nation You win yourself a signed ball So give us a call before 7 o'clock And you could be playing Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans says here Alex Ray is here as well And they want to hear from you We started the show looking back on the semi-finals over the weekend Lots of good old-fashioned neutral admiration for Mm. St Johnson On the show given their 
race to the final So well done to them And of course Hibs If you've any thoughts on that The Colts teams discussion Has ignited somewhat On Twitter And on the phones Lowland league teams at the moment Discussing whether they will Accept Colt teams From Celtic and Rangers Into that Lowland league For next season So if you've any thoughts on that Keep them coming in as well And news coming out of UEFA this evening uh, Regarding Kemal Roof I'll tell you a bit more about that After we do this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football We've only got two weeks left Of Beat the Pundit That is it That is your chance To come on here And show that you have The superior footballing knowledge James in Wisher is on the line tonight How's it going James? Yeah not too bad Thanks for asking uh, The level of detail That producer Chris Has interrogated <laughs> you It says James Wishaw And very specifically Outside Wishaw General I hope oh. everything's okay James I won't yeah, cry no, too no, much no. I'm, I'm just waiting on the mother-in-law She's in visiting a family member right. So I'm just in the car Waiting right. on her I hope everything's okay And you've got some good news <laughs> To deliver <laughs> when she comes out so, You should be surprised When you're sitting there With a mitre five Having towed one <laughs> being shocked. Heads it will be Hugh Evans That you take on And tails it will be Alex Race. Let's see what we've got on here. Oh, it helps if I don't Ooh. drop the coin this time. Oh. There we go. Gigantic, he ain't. Heads as Hugh Keevens up oh. against James at Wisher General, to be specific. So, uh, Hugh, I'm going to give you something else to listen to just so that you can't steal James's answers. James, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, answer as many questions right as you can. If you do not know, just pass quickly and move on to the next one, okay? I'll do that Thank you Right let's go 30 seconds And your time Starts Now Who was the last Scotsman that Rangers signed? Pass What nationality Is former Celtic player Morton Vicorst? Danish Which side did Ricky Lamy Join Motherwell from? Partick Thistle Who's the only Celtic player To have played Every minute of Old Firm games This season? Uh, Carl McGregor Jason Kerr Is the club captain Of which SPFL team? Pass Name the only English side Robbie Nielsen has managed Coventry Chris Boyd made his international debut At which Japan based tournament? Uh, the Kirin Cup Okay let's bring Hugh Keevens back Hugh can you hear us? I can A few tricky ones in there tonight oh, By the way A few tricky ones Ready? Okay Let's go Who was the last Scotsman that Rangers signed? Pass What nationality's former Celtic player Morton Vicorst? The Dean which side did Ricky Lamy join Motherwell from? Um, uh, Livy Who's the only Celtic player to have played every minute of this season's Old Firm games? McGregor Jason Kerr is the club captain of which SPFL team? Kilmarnock Name the only English side Robbie Nielsen managed um, MK Dons And Chris Boyd made his international debut at which Japan-based tournament? The Kirin Cup Okay, okay James, how do you think that went? Oh, I've been scalped Do you think so? <laughs> Absolutely yeah, I thought you did okay They were quite tough Who was I'm the most kicking myself over McGregor How could I be so stupid? Well, well don't go too harsh On the description of stupid Because James did the same thing <laughs> oh. And I think I think you both know That Callum McGregor Has not played every minute Of Old Firm games yeah. this season uh, Who's the most recent Scotsman That Rangers have signed Alex? Ryan Jack Scott Wright Oh Jesus ah. It's too recent for you You all forgot about it uh, Morton Vicorst Danish Well done You both got it Ricky Lamy Joined Motherwell From Livy 2-1 to Hugh The only Celtic player To have played every minute Of this season's Old Firm games Was of course not Callum McGregor Who got sent off Early on in the last one Would you guess Alex? Uh, Elanusi Ayer Ayer Christopher Ayer 
Uh, Jason Kerr Do you have a mind blank here St Johnson Just Johnson, played okay. at the weekend Might lift the cup In a couple of weeks time That's the very chat. Don't really know What happened to you both there 2-1 to Hugh I felt a bit sorry for you James Because he's got a He's got a Milton Keynes connection This guy <laughs> Mr Keevan So I knew he would get this right Robbie Nielsen Managed MK Dons Did you ever make it to a game When Robbie was in charge? No But the ground is at the uh, The bottom of my sister-in-law's street See there so. we go Honestly Come on producer Chris We're giving these guys An advantage in here 3-1 <laughs> To Hugh Keevans You did know The Kieran Cup James The international tournament That Chris Boyd Made his debut So you got two on the board Hugh Keevans managed four Though hard lines James Well done Hugh Well done Give my regards to the mother-in-law I certainly will Good man, that was yes. James in Wisher. Thank you, James, for taking part. Your chance to beat the pundit back tomorrow. See, kept his cool. To be fair, he, he, he produced, you know, he's coming in the final for long. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and you know, yeah, talk about, you know, earlier in the season when they say uh, ugly performance doesn't matter, get yeah. the win. I mean, he's, he's Callum McGregor answer. He's Jason Kerr answer. Yeah, Woeful, rubbish. if you ask me. I, yeah. I have to say, though, four's not bad. That's my yeah, road. Yeah, they all came. The old MK Dons came to save me. Yeah, exactly. Local knowledge, we'll call that. Right, 01419511025 on the lines. I can see the phone lines lighting up, Twitter lighting up with this Colt Teams discussion. So if you want to keep that going, we're here for you. If you want to change the subject, we could do that as well because there is news tonight that UEFA have rejected Rangers' appeal against the four-match ban handed to Kamar Roof following his challenge on Slavia Prague's goalkeeper. The reaction on Twitter to this is... Very predictable Hostile If you are of a Rangers persuasion You're saying Come on Extremely harsh He clearly didn't mean it uh-huh. Shouldn't have been four match If you're not a Rangers fan You're saying Haha I can't believe you had the cheek to appeal that Nearly took the guy's head off Where is the truth? For me um, And I've read um, The UEFA judgement And it uses the word assault Now for me I quibble with the use of the word assault uh, there was no intention to hurt the uh, the player, the goalkeeper. However, I do believe the challenge was dangerous and reckless. And I do believe that the appeal was justifiably thrown out. I mean, Alex, it, the, the thing is that we do always talk about intention doesn't really... It doesn't usually matter. It doesn't yeah. matter when we talk about sort of red card defences... What did you make of that judgment tonight? Uh, listen, doesn't surprise me with you. If I went over myself and 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 kind of got a lesser charge, but the actual five game ban stood gone, so I didn't expect him to actually get it overturned. If it had been reduced to a three, I could have seen it. Hugh says reckless or endangering an opponent that would warrant mm. a three game ban in normal circumstances. So you're quibbling over a, over a one game here. So you actually think it's that that big a deal, that outrageous? No, I, th- I think if you are uh, Rangers, you're obviously trying to appeal it f- just to reduce it to, oh. to three. But in the grand scale of things, mm-hmm. listen, it was a, a, a really dangerous tackle, yeah. Gordon. And with you, I don't think there was any tent mm. at all. His eye was clearly on the ball. I mean, the, outcome, think, the outcome's obviously horrendous, isn't it? Course. You, you couldn't, he catches the, the, the goalkeeper, unfortunately, so flush. Yeah. You know, on another day, I don't know, you, you, you get him in the top of the shoulder or whatever. Does, does that come into it? No, uh, listen, I, guess for I, I, I think when you're actually looking at the Gordon, I was at the game that night and you could clearly see he caught him uh, flush in the face. And uh, as I said, it was an accident. It's one of these things that happen in football. Uh, and I hope the guy's well because obviously you don't yeah, want any kind of smash so in the face like that. All uh, right, okay, 0141 Let's bring in Alistair. He's a Rangers fan from Corker Hill Colt teams Alistair Lowland League What do you think? 
Uh, good evening, guys. Uh, I think it's a good idea, but at the same time, Gordon, if they want to go at the league, Alec will probably be against us, but uh, they should actually, Rangers and Celtic, to where their base should be applying for the rest of the Scotland League, because I don't think they should get parachuted in. I respect it. I'd love to see it, but at the same time, I think you've got to be fair to the teams already in the Lowland League, if it means going through junior football. Even so, if yeah. even if Alistair is the plan, you know, goes that it's it's one season only and it doesn't, they're not allowed to get promoted out of it or whatever. Do you still think that they, they should start lower than the Lowland League? Yeah, because they could keep it going only as some of the players obviously by the time they're a certain age will have to either move away from Ibrox and Parkhead respectively or uh, loiter about if they don't get anywhere to play their football. It's good to get them a game. And Alec will know through his past experience, he get knocked back for Rangers first time round in the back amateur football. Playing at their level, you learn a lot. There's a lot of hardened people in that game and it toughens you up. Alex, would that be and by the way, some some very ambitious clubs in, in the West of Scotland yeah. League and good on them and trying to do good things. And you know, if we're talking about ambition, maybe that's the bit that sticks in the throat as a as a sort of football level, as good as some of these guys are, should we be sending Celtic and Rangers youth players to, to that level? Yeah, potentially, Gordon. I, I think or is that too low? Gordon, I said earlier on that I felt as if going down to the seventh tier of uh, Scottish football. You obviously want to try and play against his better level, hence the reason why they've tried to go into the championship, you know, and then it's, they've ended up going down to the lowlands where they were kind of potentially going to go into that league. So they're obviously trying to find up somewhere where they can put these boys, Gordon, if you're talking about the west coast of Scotland. I went back and played amateur for three months uh, and, and I showcased what I could do and it allowed me to platform at 17 back into the professional game. So uh, I, I often, and I speak about this on a regular basis, from 17 to 20, was a terrific time for me. I managed to play 100 games uh, in that period, Gordon. So, you know, you were up against guys that played three, 400 games in their career and it was a brilliant uh, grounding and platform for me to go and kick on in the Championship directly from the Scottish Championship. So, it's about trying to find a place now and I think we obviously because it's Rangers and Celtic, we get caught up in this, but there'll be clubs who actually fast-track their, their uh, players in. We've mentioned it, St Mirren as well. We've had the Hamilton Ackies. There'll be teams... Uh, who who do that in the championship as well? Who fire them in really quickly, Gordon? And it's a great grounding for them. Teams at the higher end don't do it as quickly. Aberdeen didn't do it for a long time. They 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 didn't have mm. a lot of kids coming through. Recently, they've had a couple. But what I'm saying is, your team mother will do it brilliantly as well. You know they've had good success from that. So depending on the team's needs and the size of the squads, will will probably reduce the lion's share of the kids within their development getting into that first team. Mm. Alistair, what do you think? I the reserve. I don't know how that works out in the cell, but there's a lot of the reserve teams. I've seen a couple of games before. We went into lockdown last year, Gordon, at St Martin's Ralston training ground, and there's a lot of boys played for both teams. And I went down to a game at Dumfries with Hamilton Ackies reserves against Queen of the South, and the likes of Andy Winter. It's broke through at the first team. They they play more or less youth players in that league, Gordon. I think Rangers and Celtic would be as well. It's just apply for that one. I mean, Hugh, we had George Fraser, the chairman of the Lowland League, on live on Saturday, and he told us that the plan would be that it would be an under 20s age, I think that's what he said, wasn't it? And that, you know, there would be no scope for, you know, you used to see in reserve football, for instance, all the, the, the big hitters, the, the players coming back from injury, you know, it, it would be none of that. It would oh. just be the, the young players at Celtic or Rangers, but 
Against older players From opposition teams I'm getting more and more cynical uh, The longer this conversation goes on Because I, I imagine Those in the Premiership Who do not support Celtic and Rangers Saying Oh yeah So what about our young uh, and what about Ockenhowie and Lennox Town built it across the millions was that not what it was built for for you to bring through your young players and to to cut down on the necessity to mm. buy players and I also hear the voices of those who are in the leagues beneath the Lowland League saying we demand the right to be Cove Rangers and to have the chance that Brora mm. Rangers had but then I get though that 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 is the point The Lowland League Are trying to tell these teams That, that there won't be An extra barrier there that the, the integrity Of the pyramid Will be Kept in place maintained. I think You know maintained. Well, like, like, If you are a member Of a, a club I don't mean One single football club uh, The club being Scottish football And Scottish football Has a system in place And then You have two clubs Who say Well we want to uh, Have a trial uh, Which allows our Colts to play In your league um, democracy being mm. what it is If the clubs have a vote And they don't want the idea Then I'm very sorry mm. That's it Overdone with uh, Thank you to Alistair Lots of good stuff coming in on Twitter on this I must admit Coatbridge, Coatbridge Pirate says Should be in the SPFL The Dutch have done it for years Look at the talent they bring Luke Walker says I see both sides A big positive would be putting a magnifying glass To the talent that's in that league Scott Pittman was brought into Livy in League 1 from Bowness And he's still to find a ceiling in his level in Scottish football Although they could do what they do in the Eredivisie Where the, the young teams of Ajax, PSV, Alkmaar, Utrecht Play in the league below but can't be promoted It creates a talent base for those teams that play senior squads All vying for places in that senior squad And Alex Anderson though on the other hand Quite simply poses the question why would a team's needs matter enough to shape the country's entire football system? Good question. If you've got an answer, let's hear it. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are about to team up and try and come up with the answers to this teaser. This should be good. Uh, thank you to Eric for sending this in. Here's what I think I'll do, right? I think I'll. I hope Eric doesn't mind I think I'll chop his question A little bit Just to make it easier for you And and if for some Surprising reason You Scoosh it I can always give you The, the remaining ones But I think we'll, we'll chop it right uh-huh. Can you name The Six Non Old firm Scottish Cup Winning captains This century Can you name the six Non old firm Scottish Cup Winning captains This Century I've got another I can expand the time frame If you manage to squish them But let, let's do it At that That time frame at the moment Right so um, Just while you two think Let me remind the listeners How this works This is the full time teaser And the beauty of it Is you send the questions in to us And we try and catch out the pundits Between now And the end of the show So that's Am- a, Amoruso um, Non-old firm, firm. Oh, would be the clue see. Yes. So right, okay, sorry. Uh, You send them over to Fulltime non, at Clyde1 Fulltime at Clyde1.com If you want David to hear Gray. your question used I'll, I'll eventually finish these instructions at some point <laughs> Yes, David Gray Hibs, 2016 Well done Oh, right, okay, I know Right, okay So can you name the la- the six non-old firm Scottish Cup winning captains this century? David Gray being one of them Marius Zilkus Brilliant, well done And like that, you're 
a third of the way there already Marius Zaliukas Hearts 2012 Okay I'll leave it there I'll let the question Settle in your minds a little bit Let's bring in Brian In Moody's Burn Brian What have you got for us tonight? Good evening gentlemen How are we? Good, Good thank you How are you well? I'm very well Good. Thank you Good man Regarding this Colts thing um, I don't very often Agree with Alec But uh, on this occasion I will But I also think We're looking at it From the wrong perspective Now I understand Why there's a lot of uh, Teams up in arms About it but let's just take the, the Celtic Rangers names out of the equation. Is it not about giving our young people a chance? Now, I've got a daughter. You've got a daughter. Hugh's got grandchildren and kids. Alex's got kids. Where would we be if we didn't give these people a chance? So, I think it's a great idea. We don't know how it's going to evolve. It may be the best thing that's ever happened to Scottish football. But should we not just, just give it a shot? Hugh, I think that, that's, your, that's your sort of take yeah, on it as well give as it a shot for the, a year However, I, I do understand that We're using the expression Good for Scottish football It's good for Celtic and Rangers The rest of Scottish football Gets no benefit from this at all Do you uh, think that's fair, Brian? Because no, a lot of people I, would, would, would disagree take, with that take, take the names out of the equation And just look at it from a, you know, a, an industry perspective That's probably one of the biggest industries in Scotland and we can give people an opportunity to, to grow into that industry. But as Alex says, he had the opportunity when he was young, look where he got to. And there's loads of players who've who done that. Now, if the government come out tomorrow and says we're going to start a, an apprenticeship and we're going to start all these new people in a, a new industry, we'd be applauding them. So why is Scottish football any different? Again, you keep, you, again you, keep, you keep on saying Scottish football. You can't take Rangers and Celtic's name out of the equation because the equation is... That Rangers and Celtic get to play their Colts in the Lowland League. So that is the proposal as it stands. There is no other proposal. See, Therefore, it's only about Celtic and Rangers. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh says the only two that benefit from this is Rangers and Celtic. But the the reality is that the the lion's share of these players who play for Rangers and Celtic won't play for Rangers and mm-hmm. Celtic over a period of time. And the rest of Scottish football will benefit because these kids are getting competitive football and they will get scattered to the rest of Scottish football. Does that not, who does that not happen just now anyway? Yeah, but what I'm trying to say to you is, Gordon, I feel as if if they're playing competitive football, I think it will help mm. them go forward. I think non-competitive football at that age is mm. diabolical. We're even discussing this. Um, did they do... We You kind of look and people have been mentioned Dutch, Spanish... What do you make Because I know you keep your finger On the pulse with these things Alex What do you make of what they do Down south at the moment Because they, they obviously Don't do Colts teams yeah. They seem to be Producing a, a good level From some very wealthy academies What what, what are they doing then? Uh, my experience is that Gordon I spoke to Ricky Sprazier Who worked at Man United Bolton in the English Premiership mm. And he said that it is a totally different stratosphere Because of the quality of player That they have From the off Be relative though Relatively speaking and what they do is they send them to the English Championship, mm. which is a real mm. terrific level. It's very competitive. Uh, very. So, ag- why can't we send our young players to on loan moves to our Championship or wherever else? We have done, Gordon. Mm. They they have. They, they, you look at Kai Kennedy, and that's yeah. just a, a thing that that Rangers have done in the last couple of years, where they've they've sent mm-hmm. several players. Celtic have done it over the piece as well. But then you have another because again this people this is be the support the argument of a lot of players because they blow their youth teams with players though a lot of them won't be going out and loan you mm-hmm. know because there's only so many players that can go and loan to 
Rafe Rovers or Dunfermline mm. and so forth so there's only so many you can bring in uh, so there'll be a, a host of players not playing competitive football um, Brian I wonder if you're along the same lines we had the chairman of the Lowland League George Fraser on at the weekend and he said I don't want to sound cheesy but there's a there's a human element to this this is about giving young people who haven't had football recently and are going to have nowhere to play their football the chance to do that it sounds to me like you and him are on the same wavelength yeah I totally agree with, with what Alex is saying as well because you know these guys have got to get exposure we don't know how good they are until we, we, we give them the exposure and we're also forgetting about the the economical factor as well you know there's, there's loads of people from these clubs who probably do support Celtic Rangers they don't get a chance to go and see the, the, the main team so, you know recently there was a Celtic Rangers Cup final what was it 25,000 people at it so in terms of economy as well, it's going to bring more money into these teams as well. And I think, you know, listen, it wouldn't matter if it's Celtic Rangers, Hearts, Hibs or whoever. Whoever had come up with this idea, I would have supported it because it's about getting these people, the, these young players the exposure. And ultimately, it will be good for Scottish football because it'll be something new, something that'll keep these guys interested and we can only benefit from it. Only benefit. And if, if next year it happens and then we add all the teams to it, why not? Why not? This smacks of, and again, Brian, I'm sorry, but you, you keep bringing Rangers and Celtic, Rangers and Celtic. Uh, this smacks of the rich guys passing by and dropping money into your cup. You know, the the the, the, the smaller clubs demand the right to follow the pathway that was created for them. As I say, Celtic and Rangers spent millions of pounds building Ockenhowie and Lennox Town. Surely the purpose of that was to produce. Yeah, but to be players. fair, like that, that that's just a, that's a building, that's a facility. They are there, and I'm sure if Built they were here, for a purpose though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If they were here, they would say that regardless of having that, they don't have competitive. They don't get they, they, competitive they don't football. A, they don't have a, a play. Uh, yeah, they don't have a, a level that they can play players at to, to nurture them in the way that they want to. Well, maybe they should be campaigning for that to be created rather. Well, that's than what they're doing essentially because they can't just. That's what they're, they're saying Stuart Robertson's frustration was He thinks the SFA, SPFL Should be leading this They should be finding somewhere But they're not So Rangers and Celtic have gone off And tried to make Try something that. happen Well I go back to the basic point It does not change I would favour a trial For a season hmm. But People who have a vote May exercise their democratic right to say No This is where I think it becomes Particularly difficult Alex Because the, the We said it we've, we've tried to split it into The political argument The football argument The political argument Might well be Pushed to one side If Hugh gets his way Go on, try it for one season Why not? Fine, that takes care of the politics Because it's just one season Don't worry, you're not going to miss out The football side of it What are we going to learn in a season? What? What? How on earth are we going to know If it improves if it, if it improves the quality of play at Celtic and Rangers if it drips down to the rest of Scottish football if it enhances the national team yeah. we won't learn anything about that in a year no and we have to find some sort of solution Gordon and, and, and you mentioned a very good point there about the, the governing bodies driving this forward we, are we going to just have mm. the status quo as it is are we going to sit there and go do you know what we don't need mm. competitive football for these guys because whatever way you look at it and, and I, I keep going back to this point how do the Spanish league the Germans uh, the Dutch How do they manage To come up with a B league uh, Sorry B teams In the league Below the top flight And we can't even get The discussion mm -hmm. off Because we have to Wait in votes 
Somebody take the initiative mm. And drive it forward Well I mean I, I guess Again I'm, I'm trying to Get inside the minds Of people who are not here But The governing body's response To that would be Well we are trying to do things To improve youth football They've maybe just got A different idea Of what that should look like They may well say Well Based on previous discussions It was clearly agreed That, that we should scrap The reserve league And introduce the development league Now people can say That they don't like that Fine mm. but, but that was clearly Discussed in the past And that was the, the conclusion They arrived at they might say the introduction of performance schools has brought through guys like Billy Gilmore and so on. So, and I, I think it might be a bit unfair to say Rangers and Celtic wants Colt teams because the FA and SPFL are not giving a you know a monkeys about yeah they, youth they, development. Gordon, they, they they tried to bring in uh, the, the youth league a mm-hmm. couple of years ago, and I, I went to some of the games. Just I, didn't I was, work. I, not I competitive. Was, I, Gordon, I was looking at it, and there's 16, 17 year olds up against guys that are 20, 21 mm-hmm. and they were getting terrorised eight, nine, nil, and you're thinking, what is the point? And that's the reason why they were all pulling out. No one could commit to putting teams of a certain level in, and it was just a, it was just a free, you were not learning mm-hmm. anything by by beating guys that were three or four years younger than you. Pozog says. Is there a chance that slower developer And I think this is maybe why the Development League was brought in Is there a chance that slower developers will get left behind Because they're not big and strong enough to play against men So you go, in theory And we're now getting into like the, the, the detail here In theory, a Celtic or Rangers team goes and plays against East Kilbride or whoever In the Lowland League And they've got a really talented 16 year old but physically he's going to get run over the top of And he, he then is not playing these Lowland League games But actually If he'd been nurtured in the right way He might burst onto the scene and flourish at 21 And be a world beater How would you get around that? Well um, I can only talk about my experience I've often said on the show Gordon I was about 9 stone And Drew Jarvie half me And Drew would have been about 33 at that time mm. I remember looking up and thinking yeah, baldy so and so. I ended up turning out one of them myself. Uh, like, a, like a roll on deodorant, <laughs> as the boy said at the weekend. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is, I was 16, Gordon, and I get popped into that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for it. So what they did is they took me back out, and then you think to yourself, and you become hungry to then kick on again. And I had to wait another a couple of months to get another reserve game. And then when I got the opportunity right. to go into Falkirk, I thought, you know, so yeah, it, it is a development. And you, you come in, you go back out, and then eventually you find your feet. Okay, I like it um, Brian, thank you for sharing your thoughts Any more on the teaser quickly? Sean Dillon uh, No uh, Did Aberdeen, did Aberdeen win the, was no, it the League no. Cup? He won Yeah, yeah. but Dundee United won the Scottish Cup I, I thought Sean Dillon might have been the captain uh, but... Big uh, streaky, would that have been Lee Wilkie? No Ooh. Uh, Liam Craig at St Johnson? No <sighs> they, they won the Cup <laughs> they <did>. Yes, they <laughs> did <laughs> Liam Craig, I'm, I'm just trying to think Who was the St Johnson captain? Uh, Ms Miller <sighs> Chris Miller No <laughs> Did, did no. I not say No I said Miller but anyway it's, uh, Mackay Yes Dave Mackay Well done Dave Mackay Okay we're halfway there Let's go to Mark Who's in Greenock A slight change of topic I think But on the subject of young players Mark take it away Guys how are you Good how are you uh, Not bad, nice not bad. What you got for us tonight uh, It was just in regards to Scotland so with the Euros coming up, there's been a few people now getting injuries just in the last few games there. Like Kenny McLean, I thought he might be out. Ryan Jack's out, type of thing. And I think Dykes, there's doubt about him. So see if some of these players fall away. Would you bring any of these young players that are coming through to the squad? Like the Gilmers, Patterson's, Trumbull. I would definitely have Gilmer there. 100% I'd have Gilmer there. Good. It's a good question Mark is Because this one's been In the background But 
It's extremely relevant this weekend Because Kenny McLean turns mm-hmm. up for Norwich's celebrations after the game On crutches and in a knee brace With mm-hmm. his manager Saying that it could And I'll stress that Could be medial knee ligament damage Yeah. The very next day Billy Gilmore plays in central midfield Against Man City And doesn't look out of place yet again He's right about Lyndon Dykes Mark um, I think the, the QPR manager said that you know He was keen to play on And it was important to protect him It kind of sounded like it, it was a bit more of a precaution yeah. Fingers crossed on that um, What do you make of what well, we've well, seen get, this weekend Hugh? Yeah of course it's worrying But um, the, the the calibre of player that Mark mentions there You know if Billy Gilmore is good enough to be part of the team That beat Man City at the weekend Then he's good enough to be in that squad And that's why there are two matches uh, Friendly matches before we have uh, entry into the Euros So that there's plenty of scope For Steve Clark To experiment And bring in The Billy Gilmers And the, the Nathan Pattersons Let's change the question then Alex yeah. Right Because I get that the Euros Is the is the interesting one It's the exciting one Surely At the very very least Is Billy Gilmore in this squad To play these friendlies? I would imagine so Gordon The fact that uh, Jack Looks as if he might not make it And McLean you would bring him in Gordon I, I said this the last time as well A couple of weeks ago When it was uh, uh, I, I thought that Nathan Patterson Should come in as well um, and, and even if mm-hmm. it's just to be About the squad sure. Gordon Because the, as a manager You look and you go These guys mm-hmm. can cope they're, you know, they're manipulating the ball They've yeah. got plenty of energy You see how they adapt To the squad as well They've got that little bit of experience I would imagine that they mm-hmm. two Would most certainly be in this squad yeah. uh, Going over to Portugal I, f- I feel like what's maybe more Shifted the focus slightly Because yeah Patterson's still a good example But From Three weeks or four, From However long ago We've been having this discussion Since the last squad say Ryan Jack And potentially Kenny McLean yeah. Have dropped out of the equation Two guys who would have been going Two guys who play In a deeper lying midfield role yeah. Is that what, what Really really Even if he And yeah. some people He should have been in, in the, the conversation before But is that not What really no, he he gets catapulted. He gets catapulted to the front of the queue, Gordon, because when you look at what he does against Man City at the weekend, what did you make of him, by the way, and what have you in the last it, couple? Listen, I, I see the he never looks out of place, does no, he? No, the, the the one thing, see, when you're playing international football, Gordon, uh, or playing at a good level, you have to be able to manipulate the ball. You have to be able to keep it. You know, you have to put your body in the right position to receive the ball, and he does it brilliantly because to play at that level for a team that tries to play through the lines. He doesn't look at a place So he could go into that Scotland squad And I'd even go as far as to say that And I mean this with the greatest respect Some of the guys who are in that And established Premier League players Gilmore would give you certainly more Manipulating the ball Because he's he's that type of player What do you think Mark? This guy could end up winning the Champions League In the next few weeks You know and then You can't not take somebody who's won the Champions League in Scotland Because there's not many of us You know I, I, so, I, really, I think the, the three names that you come up with Mark David Turnbull, Nathan Patterson, Billy Gilmer, I think they'll all be involved in the two preparatory matches that we have. Do you? Yeah, I think I've, I've got just a fear there's just mm. there's just gonna be one, enough spaces. At, at least one of them missing and it's just gonna stir the debate up again. I don't know. Not really basing it on much. Just well, you know, Stevie Clark uh, has been made aware of the injury situation over the weekend, so the the ideas will be going around in his head right now. Uh, but I really do think that there should be room for all three in the two preparatory mm-hmm. matches. Still but have to still have to negotiate a few more games down south as well, Gordon. Yeah, you know. So um, and by the way, 
Kenny McLean might make it. Lyndon Dykes might and, make and, it. You, Jack, have to, yep. you have to. Oh, I think right. Jack's out. Is that yeah, definitely? I think yeah. He just had his operation, didn't he? So right, I'm going to get this out. Richie Foran. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mark, it was nice to speak to you. That was Mark and Greenock giving us his thoughts on Turnbull, Gilmore, etc. Midfielders who might be uh, looking at being involved in the Euros with potential injuries to, to Kenny McLean and Lyndon Dykes. We hope they're both fine. I think it's only fair that these guys who. Got us there at least Are fit enough to be considered That would be Do, do you know the thing is He thought he had that there He's, he's walked away in disgust Oh for the <laughs> teaser Richie Foran Right Brilliant Can you name The six non-old firm Scottish Cup winning captains This century Zaliukas Mackay David Gray uh, <clears throat> I'm just trying to think of uh, Was it Webster? Yes Dundee United Andy Webster Well done wow. oh. That's right uh, Left field Okay, you've only got two to get, so hopefully you'll get them after these. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray, which means a couple of things. There is still time to get your calls and tweets in, so please do it. And these two need to finish off this full-time teaser as well. So thanks again to Eric for taking the time. Uh, he looked up, researched the question, sent it over to fulltime at Clyde1.com and he's asking these two, can you name the six non-old firm Scottish Cup winning captains of this century? You've got David Gray, Dave Mackay, Marius Zaliukas and Andy Webster. Any during the break? Hearts versus Gretna. Went to penalties, Stephen Presley. Well done. Uh-huh. This reminds me of a couple of weeks ago when Gordon DL spoke about Gavin Skeleton. <laughs> playing in that Playing in that final uh, Oh dear So one more to get Do you think you've got the club? Yes Who? It's Inverness isn't it? Right so you're You're looking for Who you think was the Inverness captain in 2015 Billy McKay no No um, Here's the thing I'm going to This is not really a clue This is more for my own entertainment I'm going to oh. Kind of toying with you yeah. I've heard you throw loads of names at me On air and off air yeah. And this guy is way more obvious than most of them You've gone through nearly the full Inverness team from that era Some of the names you've thrown at me Are great pieces of recall And I can't believe you've not got this one Is that right? Obviously yeah. Right, okay, we'll leave it there Because I want to bring in Neil Who's in Parkhead calling tonight Neil, what's your point for the guys? Hello there, panel, how are we? Good, good thank you Good, good, good Good, sorry, a bit off topic for what you've been talking about oh, tonight that's but... the whole point, it's up to you <laughs> I seen something earlier the other day that I think intimates that Mr Desmond is on his way out of Celtic um, selling up his shares and it might just explain why the hell we don't have a new manager or anything like that sort of oh, do I, I know what's coming here and I'm looking forward oh, to this don't, Neil don't that is with this tell Hugh because Hugh's looking a bit puzzled uh, yeah, famous Irish MMA fighter indicated that he was offered the option to buy Celtic and at the same time he said that he said it was Desmond's shares that he was offered now that's obviously something that would be a big secret mm-hmm. in the public limited company world, but Conor McGregor being Conor McGregor decided to tweet it to a couple of million people. Yeah. I must admit, there was one of the first things I read when I woke up this morning, um, and it, we know one of them where you're like, just double take, am I, am I awake? And yeah, yeah, if anyone has not seen it, Conor McGregor has tweeted, he was asked by someone, are you actually going to buy Man United? And he replied saying, and not only did the reply, quote tweeted it, a conversation came up regarding Celtic first, to be honest, to acquire shares from Dermot Desmond. I'm certainly interested in acquiring a sports team at some stage, both Celtic and Man United are teams I like for sure, but I am open. <laughs> I feel I could do big things for a club. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's Connor's version of events. Um, I'd like to hear Dermot Desmond's version of events. And it's only a few weeks since Dermot Desmond took the huff when uh, a newspaper report uh, suggested it might be time for uh, other shareholders to think about um, making a, a go for the club. Uh, and he was very defensive of his position. And I don't think that Dermot Desmond is ready to throw in the mm. towel and sell Celtic. And uh, I do not think that Conor McGregor would be the person anyway. And I say, I. You, what are you basing this on, though? Like, you know, because you say that you know, that's Conor McGregor's version of events. Uh-huh. There, there must be. I don't know, there must be something there There must be some element of truth Do you think he's got the wrong end of a conversation or what? Because we are clearly I, well, guessing, speculating But to to mention Celtic To know that Dermot Desmond is the shareholder To say that he's been involved in some sort of discussion Can that, can, can that be plucked from thin air? Well, you know, we need to know the, the fine detail Did Dermot Desmond actually say to him If indeed Dermot mm. Desmond ever spoke to him did he say, do you want to buy my 29% shareholding in Celtic? Because he's always held it at 29% because company law means he would have to make a bid for the club if he, if he had any more than 29%. Um, You're getting very detailed about the whole thing there. Well, I, I was think, just pointing think, out the fact that, I think I did, you, well, like you said yourself, Desmond went in a half. So maybe he went in a half and decided... I've had enough of this They don't add me off I go He doesn't and use language like that But anyway He doesn't use language like that But anyway you, you say I'm getting into the fine detail You're talking about the sale of a major football club You have, you must get into the fine detail I mean it might We don't know It's a weird conversation that I didn't expect to have Because we don't know how many shares All of them not half of well, them. That, that's, know, so. my, that, that's my point. Um, I mean, but it, Neil, and I can't believe I'm asking this question. Would you be in favour of Conor McGregor putting some sort of money into Celtic? No, like, absolutely not. No, why Just not? Because he's a fantastic MMA fighter, and he's done great things with his water and his whiskey. But I think, <laughs> but, well, who knows? Maybe he would come in and go, "Listen, let's go and buy Messi." Maybe he'd be that kind of guy. But I really don't think. It would be the best idea. I was just going to point out to that. I'm going to point out certainly the mm-hmm. tissues of these at Ayrton to see if there's any rumours in it. But there's certainly nothing to happen at Celtic Park. That's nearly 70 uh, days. I think there's bigger issues. That's a bigger issue. The biggest issue for Celtic and Celtic fans should be hiring a manager. That's not happening. They've already got rid of the old CEO. The new CEO's on his way in. And... How are they going to be able to operate if the guy that's their boss is saying, well, I'm actually thinking about selling up? So there's no then forward movement or forward plan because they don't need to wait and see if he's actually selling up. But no. the fact that Gordon Conor McGregor tweeted that in millions, I would say there's something in it. And how, if no, how many times? How many, how many times has Conor McGregor told you that he was going to give up fighting and then come back? That's got nothing to do with I think that's slightly different here It's a bit weird Because uh, look And I feel very strange here I'm now taking the side As if I'm saying Conor McGregor's going to buy shares in Celtic And I'm not But A guy going back on his word Or changing his mind About giving up fighting Has literally no relevance The basic basic point is That you often cannot believe A word he says Gordon Do do you know the thing is We don't even know When that conversation Took place Was it last year Was it this year Was it You know So we don't know So that's all speculation As I said the other now I think Celtic have a bigger issue It's it's now gone up to 11 weeks this Wednesday That that Neil Lennon gets sacked They've known For a long time Before Mm. that They could potentially sack And they still have no 
uh, clear uh, indication where the Again, manager is. Uh, uh, and Alec is absolutely correct. But since the gentleman asked about Conor McGregor, I think it trivialises what is a, a, a serious juncture for Celtic because they're watching Rangers go ahead of them. Uh, they really do want to try and mount a proper meaningful challenge next season. Uh, and I think stories like this, I don't believe for one instant that Dermot Desmond is so soon after making his statement of intent about Celtic. I don't believe that he is ready to sell up his shareholding. And I do believe that um, Conor McGregor may have had some conversation of some type about buying shares in Celtic, uh, but I don't believe that um, he was really offered ownership of the club. Hugh Keevans interviewing Conor McGregor, it's the one everybody needs to see. I think in the next couple of seasons that Imagine uh, That's what we need uh, Neil thanks for bringing it up Because I've now got that vision And I like it um, I like where it's heading That was Neil In Parkhead 01419511025 I think Yeah we're probably a bit short in time To squeeze another caller in But if you're <laughs> chomping at the bit Give us a call anyway uh, We'll maybe get you lined up first On tomorrow night's show Just trying to think if there's anything else That we wanted to tick off really The, the playoffs at the weekend We didn't give them as much mention as the the Scottish Cup What jumped out at you We now know uh, yeah. For all the talk of pyramids And all yes. the rest of it We now know That Kelty Will get the chance To take on Brecon For a place in The SPFL Yeah I thought it should have Taken place last year as well Gordon Because of that opportunity You know there was relegation So forth In other leagues so No playoffs in other leagues though Yeah no, I know I just think because of We were pretty mm. much Towards the tail end I thought it was a thing it's a, it's a good opportunity For Barry Ferguson And Big Bob To, to get into the football league If you like and then uh, uh, Rafe Rovers taking on Mill Club Dundee. I think that's got a brilliant uh, look to it as well. I think they've beaten each other uh, across this season as well. So it's going to be a tight affair. So, you know, Dundee getting back into the top mm-hmm. flight, I think, would be welcomed. Yeah, Hugh, that's going to be an interesting one. Every year it's kind of stacked against the team that finishes, you know, th- if you finish third or fourth in the championship, you need mm. to beat the other team. You then need to beat the team that's second, which uh-huh. Rafe now take on Dundee. You then need to go and beat the team that's potentially coming down. So, Still a long way for Wraith to go But they are in the hunt I think Wraith or Dundee Could beat Whoever they have to face In the final There are Not much of a difference for me Between second bottom Of the premiership And uh, The top of the championship Um, So You know Very very Finely poised Uh, Dundee have promised so much Wouldn't Dundee United love to have Dundee in there for next season The return of the Tayside Derby Once people are allowed Back into football grounds But Wraith Rovers Having taken care Of Dunfermline yeah. You can't dismiss Their chances yeah. no, People don't generally care What I think But I'm surprised You're so confident I always sort of I feel like you lean Towards the team From the top flight Especially oh, yeah. this season Because you know, if it's Kelly, they're going to have Kyle Lafferty. If it's Aki's, they've been there before. If it's Ross County on their day, but there's a reason why Kelly are down there. Mm. Yeah, but if, that's what I'm saying. Look, look historically. Twi- so I think it's only happened twice. Ha- yes, Hib- right. Hibs beat Hamilton. Hamilton Ak- oh. Hamilton Aki's beat Hibs on penalties, and Livy beat Thistle. I mean, Thistle were on a ridiculous downward trajectory oh, by then. Yeah. You then add in the the schedule, the fact that they need to play all these games. It's always stacked in the the top. Without team's favour isn't it Yeah without doubt And uh, I think that was one of the reasons Why they agreed to do it Because you know They're, they're thinking yeah. We'll be fresh Going into that playoff game But as I said I love the pyramid system The playoff I, I love the whole thing Because it brings drama To this part of the season Amanda Rankin says I can't believe it took this long For Conor McGregor To get a mention I've been waiting since 6pm There we go Hopefully that was 
We managed to squeeze it in at the end Maybe there'll be more on that tomorrow You never know Sorry oh, Amanda oh, oh. Uh, right. And maybe it's a pile of rubbish Let's round off You old cynic Let's round off By concluding Tonight's teaser The question sent in by Eric To fulltime At Clyde1.com yes, yes. Is this Can you name The six non-old firm Scottish Cup winning captains This Century The guys are doing Not too badly They've got David Gray Dave Mackay Marius Zalukas Andy Webster And Stephen Presley Which means there is one remaining We've already identified It's an Inverness player They can't think who it is I'll tell you who does know (laughs) David Walker on Twitter He got the last two That you were looking for He knew that Presley And he got this one You've named every other Inverness player Shinny There you go (laughs) Which one? (laughs) Which one of the two brothers was it? Graham Yes Graham There we go <laughs> You said Andrew <laughs> Graham Shinny Well done to you You uh, got there brilliant. in the end uh, Lively show that one Very quick Thank you for joining us Thank you for taking the time Out of your busy schedules To call and tweet We will be back tomorrow So we look forward to speaking to you then And uh, catching up on Whatever tomorrow brings Six o'clock We will meet you here Roger Hanna and Gordon DL And in the meantime No Callum Gallagher tonight Meg McHugh Is stepping in And she's up next <laughs>